Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 157 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will be automatically updated when we release episodes. But you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services, such as Stitcher, and Google Play, iHeartRadio, all kinds of them. Please rate and review our podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds and help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. Now for today's episode. Well, today I return to my first ever interviewee. Over five years ago, I sat down with West End actor David Hunter to chat about his career up to that point, uh, and, and I recorded it for some reason, even though I didn't know at that point I'd even have a podcast. You know, those were different times for sure. This week, we did an online call to talk about his return to the West End stage after nearly 10 months. Songs for New World, Jason Robert Brown's musical, was uh, the first musical to appear on a stage in London's West End since lockdown. And I was there to witness what was a triumphant return, to say the least. Along with his castmates, Rachel John, Rachel Tucker, Cedric Neal, and Shem Omari Jones, they brought the house down on a number of occasions, and that's even before the curtain rose. Uh, I, I just had to get David on the line to talk me through that moment, as well as others, including rehearsals for Songs for a New World, and how he stayed busy during lockdown. Have a listen. Here I am. Hey, David, here you are. Welcome to the podcast again. You are my first ever record, <laughs> even then we didn't know we were doing a podcast four, five years ago. I remember know, it well. At Blackheath Halls. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's a long time. A lot's changed since then. I've got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five. Exactly. Let alone five months ago, about five years ago. Well, listen, <laughs> tell me. It's great to hear your voice, my friend. It really is really good to hear your voice. First of all, ask you know kind of what what you've been up to, not not in the most recent 
past, but you know, how, how you, how you getting on um, since March? Because I had tickets to come see in waitress. Right. And got canceled obviously, which is so annoying because um, I've seen you in, everything for a while for a while just waitress was going to be ticked off the list yeah we absolutely loved you and once my family saw you on multiple occasions mm. charlie the chocolate factory you know it's just we've just followed your rise to this fantastic west end star that you've become mm-hmm. but um what tell me what you've been doing since lockdown so it was it was a quite an intense experience because i was just about to return to the show to waitress yeah having had seven weeks off when sarah Bareilles came over and brought Gavin Creel with her to play Dr. Pomater, which is the role I've been playing. And so I'd taken some time off. We went on holiday and we, you know, we had a bit of family time. And I was literally, the day I was to come back to the show is the day that all the theaters closed. <laughs> um, so I was kind of right on the edge of coming back into it. And then it was, you know, snatched away. Uh, and very quickly it became clear that that show, which was due to close in July anyway, yeah. we, we wouldn't obviously make it back you know, in time for that, obviously, I mean, will we make it back for July 2021? <laughs> Who knows? So, um, so very quickly, it was clear that it was going. Uh, and so, you know, life began in kind of, and I always kind of felt I was quite fortunate to know where I stood. The show was gone. We all knew that. So it's, it used to, you start to move forward. There's no yeah. twiddling your thumbs and waiting for some phone call. It's not coming, you know? So I, I kind of, I grabbed my, grabbed my wits and, and got moving, you know? I guess social the prevalence of social media has prepared people to live in lockdown because we, I think we're slowly becoming cavemen again, cavemen and women, because <laughs> you get all of your news delivered to your smartphone and things. But I, I've seen you, you know, in lockdown, you're writing music and releasing music mm. and, and doing bits and pieces to keep people buoyed up. I mean, how important was it to you just to kind of keep going and doing something creatively? Uh, incredibly important. I mean, I think... In any situation in my life, it's been the thing that keeps me moving. And I've got a sort of, you know, inbuilt just desire to, to make and create constantly. Uh, I can't silence that voice in my head. Um, so really, this was the opportunity to to have the time because actually in reality, with eight shows a week, yeah. you know, it's hard to squeeze other things in just in terms of your energy levels and, and the time committed to, to the show you're in. And so I just kind of was able to sit down and write a lot more. I reached out to um, someone I've never met, Caroline Kay, and said, let's write a, a short musical together. And we did that. Yeah. Um, and that was just, I just, I just needed to create and I just wanted to do interesting things and, and even kind of looking at the landscape and going, okay, what's going to, what's going to grab people's attention at a point where lots of things are happening online. What, how can I surprise people? And I find that sort of creative, you know, questioning really interesting as well like how can i make a splash and and how can i make things different i see that as a huge part of the creative process take me through that musical because it was it was kind of the first one that i saw announced through the trades as a kind of a first new musical as it were yeah what i mean how was that come about what was the genesis of that and why caroline and how did you figure out what you were going to do to to put it out to the world so we, I just, I had this desire to write a musical of some sort and I have done for a long time, but I've never quite known where to start or how to make it happen. Um, but I think being in lockdown kind of, I felt it gave me a, um, a chance, but also gave me a subject matter. So whilst it's, it's set in lockdown, it's not about lockdown, but it is set in lockdown. It's a, it's a relationship that kind of 
this couple is separated shortly before lockdown. Lockdown happens, and so this couple is forced mm. to stay apart, and they can't kind of reconcile in the way they might have done, you know, 10, 20 times before and patch it up. They've had to really walk away and consider yeah. uh, the whole thing. So I reached out to Caroline, who's someone who people for years have said, you must work with Caroline because we both kind of work in musical theatre, but write our own music and gig, and we're both kind of a bit sarcastic and stupid on stage. <laughs> so, <laughs> so people say, you've got to work with us. So I just had the, I just thought this might be a good chance. And, and I felt like... Um, correctly that she had a lot of the skills that I lacked that I would need to kind of write a, a book musical in this way the space between was like set on zoom and whatsapp and everything else wasn't it so yeah. you use that space between <laughs> use the space <laughs> to create a space between um and and how did you because you weren't able to work together where so much creatively mm. happens when you're face to face with someone mm. that must have been a challenge David to kind of get through that it was, and we were very lucky, really. And in hindsight, we were even more lucky than I realized because we just started communicating on WhatsApp and voice notes. We didn't even speak on the phone. It was literally voice notes and texts. That's insane. Uh, and we wrote an entire... It is. It was. It, it's bonkers. <laughs> I mean, even more so, like I say, because I've since tried to write with a few other people, even with phone calls, and it hasn't quite clicked, hasn't quite worked. Um, but with Caroline, it just from the from the from the get go, she sent me the first little idea, and I was like, "Yep, perfect. Here's some lyrics. Here's some more ideas. Can it go here?" She sent someone else back. Yep, I love it. Can we do this? Yeah, I love that. And it was just flew. Um, and so we wrote the whole thing. It's, I mean, it's three songs. It's a male solo, a female solo, and then a duet. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of fifteen minutes long, and we wrote it all in less than three weeks. David, you've always been a doer, and I think that you know you're constantly <laughs> creating, which is incredible. It wasn't very long after that that the announcement came for songs for New World, mm. which, as soon as that was announced, I just like the hope in my heart that the the industry was alive like went through the roof. <laughs> what, what was the phone call like or the email like for you getting the phone call saying that this was going to happen yeah uh it was it was really exciting but actually my initial reaction was uh you know of fear really in terms of going okay <laughs> well, can i yeah. do this can i sing this do i know what i'm doing um <laughs> just being tentative because they'd done it as an online stream mm. uh in a similar way to the space between really where everyone had shot it in their own house and they kind of compiled it together very like brilliantly and shamey campbell who directed it tied it together and, and kind of took those shows we'd seen, you know, of kind of established shows that have been done in lockdown and people are trying it in different ways. He really got it right, as I see it. Uh, it just tied it all together in, in a big bow and made it work as a theatrical piece. Um, and so they called me and said, we'd like you to step in and do it at the Palladium. And obviously I was like, wow, that would be amazing. But the first thing I did, having not known the musical very well, was go into my basement, listen to all the songs and just make sure it wasn't going to be horribly high to sing. <laughs> Um, and think it could just be a stressful month of going, oh, can I sing this? And yeah. will it be all right on the night? And you've got this one sort of pressured day where you have to sing it and if the notes don't come out, that's what happened, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but but then when that kind of fear subsided and I kind of recognized the, um, the opportunity in front of me, I was just so excited. And to be kind of one of the first shows that was put on in some sort of form in in a West End theater is such a privilege. And, um, you know, it's the return of the musical to the West End, you know, yeah. it is, it, which was 
fascinating and exciting and like i said hopeful mm. uh and and the cast oh can you just <laughs> take me through the cast because <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> well it's the most it's the most it's the it's the probably the best and certainly the most intimidating cast i've ever been a part of <laughs> because i spent the whole time being like you know oh gosh can i keep up with these guys because they are just just sense i mean you rachel john uh, original angelica schuyler in hamilton yeah. amongst a huge raft of other uh, credits rachel tucker yeah alphabet and wicked you know the last ship on broadway she's one of those artists who's managed to cross the pond and come back again and uh, continuously yeah uh cedric neal who's got I would say easily, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone else I've worked with, the best voice I've ever heard. Um, He can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, he did. (laughs) Yeah, he can do anything and he does every single time. If he can do it, he does it. um, (laughs) And he can. But yeah, so just the most phenomenal talent. And I kind of, so I spent a lot of time thinking, okay, how do I keep up with these guys? And trying to constantly kind of sat on stage on the night watching them perform their solos as I sat kind of in the corner in the dark next to the band and watched it play out and went, okay, all right, hold your nerve here, Dave. It's going to be okay. You can you can do this too. You know? <laughs> well, you did, and, and everybody did. Everybody did. It was just in an incredible, an incredible evening. But I'd like to just quickly before we wrap up with what the evening was like, the rehearsals um, must have been. Uh, getting back into the rehearsal space because you are you you are different in a rehearsal space anyway, like the way yeah. you have to perform or act or or do mm. whatever. But it, then you're you've got these restrictions put on you, yeah, uh, to keep everybody safe. Um, how did you guys adapt? How quickly was that uh, taken uh, on board? Yeah, I mean, very quickly because obviously we kind of got used to it in in life. But it was a strange marriage of worlds where you kind of came back into this rehearsal room where it would usually be. You know, I've, I've worked with Cedric before and you just want to run mm-hmm. up and give him a big hug and how have you been and all these. And, yeah. you, and you kind of have to maintain that distance, which can, which can feel a little strange. And, and there's a kind of, there's just this new sort of element to the whole thing, which, which yeah. is constantly buzzing around you and you're aware of. And when someone kind of approaches you, you're kind of thinking, okay, okay, I need to step back. And, you know, as people get excited by ideas and they're kind of storming around the room, you're going, okay, let's just just, just contain ourselves here, you know. Um, but in truth, you know, you just need everyone to kind of be conscious of it and where. And then in truth, if everyone's aware of it, it becomes less important because everyone's just doing it um, naturally. I mean, that is a really good note for everybody out there in the general public. If you all, everybody does just, it's just normal. So uh, yeah. keep doing it and stay safe. And now we pause for a moment for a brief message from our sponsors. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And now back to the Curtain Call Theater podcast with this week's guest, David Hunter. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the night, uh, <laughs> the day for you guys as well. I uh, I was so giddy with excitement, and the, the 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 atmosphere in the theater, first of all, was off the charts. I mean, the standing in line outside, coming up, walking up Carnaby Street, just getting excited, personally getting excited. But I had never 
heard two and a half minutes of applause as lights go down in my life. I there was David, there was more applause in that two and a half minutes than I've had at the end of some of my shows, you know? <laughs> We've all been that, John. We've all been that. <laughs> that applause you're hearing isn't what happened at the end of the show. That was the applause that I was talking about as the lights went down, and that carried on for a glorious 150 seconds. What was that like backstage when you heard that reaction? Incredible, because we we hadn't, we actually, we were preparing ourselves for quite the opposite reaction. We kind of felt like people are going to be back. They're going to be maybe a little tentative. They're all wearing masks. They're all going to feel just a little, like you say, the atmosphere, as in rehearsals, will just feel a little alien. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, are we, do we feel relaxed enough here to kind of let go and, and invest and, and relax into these seats and enjoy it all? So we were kind of, saying to each other don't worry if they don't respond in a big way if there's not applause between each song don't worry about it just let it just do your job tell the story and we were just greeted by this wall <laughs> of sound from the moment we were stood and it was brilliantly done like they stripped the palladium yeah back completely to just kind of the bare walls behind it as if you know theater has been kind of ripped away from us and so we were able to enter from the very back of the palladium literally open that. a door and just see the three tiers in front of us um, and that we had this great beam of light shining in from behind us. And Rachel John stood out for the first time to sing, you know, that beautiful oh. opening new world. And the crowd just went crazy. Um, but it was a really magical, magical moment. And it just got better and better, really. I think, you know, there was there was just there were moments, David, when, you know, when everybody first started singing, it was the first time we were able to engage with an artist on stage in a long, long time. Now, as people have heard me say this before, theater is my church. It's where I go to restore my soul. I just I have to go. I have to. And when each one of you got up to sing a bit or, you know, you, you David, you are a master at playing with the audience. You just there. You are one of the guys that Anyone who wants to see how to handle an audience, go watch David Hunter on stage um, <laughs> because you, you, you engage. And when you have your little asides and your, your winks, your shoulder shrugs, shrugs, people applauded and whooped because with everything, we were just going, yeah, we needed that. Mm. And we were talking about in the, in the rehearsals that when, when we came to it, and obviously, like I said, they'd done a live stream before. And when I came to talk to the director, because, because with it being a song cycle, really, there's a lot of leeway for how do you want to present this song we can really mm. do anything you know you could yeah. act you could be with someone else or you could i just said i want to be with the audience i think that's what's special about this moment is that we're all here yeah so i want to take every opportunity i can to just to just talk to the audience and tell this story of this song straight into the whites of your eyes and look at you and say and just have the conversation which we haven't had in six months you know it totally worked the, there was applause at the end of every song. Yeah, yeah. The people listening may not have seen, as you talked about that strip bare stage, I thought the ghost light that was on stage when we came in was such... Yeah. I, I have chill bumps talking about it right now. Mm. I just thought that brought me into the reality of the situation and seeing yeah. all... And I thought, how the hell are they going to get all these musicians on stage? Yeah. And they weren't. They were empty chairs. And I thought, that is so freaking clever <laughs> oh, i'm glad that i'm glad it was evident you know because it is um it's it's hard we we a lot of what the director 
and, and, and we talked about was kind of very subtle little ideas that, you know, will they read? But I, I mean, it's great to hear yourself talking about it because we wanted you to be aware of those empty chairs and we wanted you to be aware. And a lot of what we played, the shame of the director was saying, you, you're talking to the audience, but you're talking to those empty chairs as well, you know, for everyone who can't be here. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see Rachel Tucker putting music onto the stands where nobody mm. was. It was just yeah. so there was so many. Everyone hung on to the the ghost light at one point, mm. you know. And it was all of that just brought it home that wow, we're privileged to be here in this moment tonight at the London Palladium. Mm. Every song was uh, was greeted with applause, outstanding applause. Every, I mean, the second. <laughs> act songs are incredible and mm. heartbreaking and leading up to that final song when Rachel says you know you'll be fine um which was fascinating because one of the last times I saw Rachel Tucker on stage she was playing Cap- Captain Beverly Bass and Come From Away and she sings the line I'm fine Tom I'm fine and then for her singing this you'll be fine you're gonna be fine it's incredible now you're on stage the the lights start to go down. What was the sound like <laughs> <laughs> on the stage? Because I know what it sounded like out in the audience, but I was facing towards you. It was it was it was enormous. It was um, it was enormous, and it was so fun. And I was kind of saying straight away, it felt like they they were yeah applauding us, of course, and the, and everyone on stage and who'd been there, but they were just applauding for all the shows that they'd missed, you know yeah for every it was, it was all that stored up and all the things that had been cancelled and all of all the shows they couldn't see kind of just exploded <laughs> out of them. such a good way of putting it. We were just very fortunate to be the four people in the way of it, you know um to breathe that in for everyone who hasn't been able to do it thus far, you know and i, I and I it makes me really excited for all the people who will return yeah. to theatre, whether it's in shows that have been paused or whether it's new shows or whatever it is. Um, because it, if they feel anything like what we felt on Sunday, then then they, they, it's going to change their lives, you know. That ovation, it was instant standing ovation, like instant. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it could have carried on for, another five minutes because it went mm. on for a long time we yeah. didn't want to leave david we didn't yeah, want to leave yeah. Yeah. and you guys came back on came back <laughs> and you know rachel tucker bowed and kissed the stage and every you know <laughs> cedric did not want to leave the stage <laughs> no no he'd have stayed there all day long if he'd let him. <laughs> uh, but you know what what i my last question to me, you almost just answer it then is like you know in in performing this and, and rehearsing and performing and bringing it to a, a significant audience. And let's say it's not, it was, it was as full as it possibly could have been in the mm-hmm. way that COVID restrictions are happening now. And yeah. Uh, you know, what is your hope going forwards? Like having achieved what you guys did, which was so much like what, what is, what would you like to see going forward? And, and, um, and also what would your message be to people who might be a bit trepidatious about going back to theater when they mm-hmm. can go back to theater? Well, I suppose my hope going forward is that is that people like Lambert Jackson did, who produced the show, are, are just being front-footed and positive and creative about how this can work, and the sort of shows we can put on stage, the sort of venues we can do it, what those venues can do to make it as safe as humanly possible, so that people can come back and feel calm and relaxed and safe, and that's the most important thing. So, for me, it is all about 
creative thinking, which really plays again into my kind of nonstop creative brain of like, you know, I think if producers are thinking in that same way of how can we make this work? What shows are going to really speak to people right now? And how can we make people feel as comfortable as possible? Uh, and I think the more that happens, the more comfortable people will be and the more willing they'll be to come and sit as we already are. You know, we, we go to the supermarket, yeah. we go with some of us commute now, we go on the tube, which are all vastly <laughs> less safe yes. than what we just did at the Palladium yesterday or the day before. Um, you know, and I think that's the thing. It's kind of showing over time. It's like these things can happen and they'll happen safely. And, and I think we'll learn. I think we'll, we'll get better at that as well. I think theatres will get better at it. I think, you know, shows will, will figure out how best to produce work and, and that speaks to people. So I think it's, you know, it's a process, but I think it's, I just think we ought to keep making those steps forward and, and questioning them. Yeah. In terms of going, did it work? What worked best about it? What didn't work about it? But also being brave and not letting it slow us down and just going, we've got to be front-footed, bold, brave, and as creative as possible in the sort of work we can bring to the stage. Thank you for showing up on Sunday. Thank you guys (laughs) all for showing up on Sunday and uh, giving us what was needed, which was a phenomenal performance. Uh, musicians, the the band were incredible. Mm. Uh, the 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 actors were incredible. The audience, well done, audience. You guys were amazing. <laughs> they were. Uh, and and the production team. Um, thank you for doing that. Thank you for showing up today on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and, and reliving Sunday night with me. Where could people find you online? Uh, I'm the David Hunter. He says with modesty. <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram yeah feel yeah pop by and say hello I'm always I'm always chatting away on there stay safe you, you and your beautiful family uh, hope you guys mm. just continue to stay safe and um, and I really look forward to you getting back on stage and seeing what you do next Dave good man thank you take care I'll speak to you soon David Hunter there, star of the West End stage. And I absolutely meant it when I said that I cannot wait to see him back on stage as soon as safely and humanly possible. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping bits. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call. And you can follow me personally at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Just get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to David Hunter, but also to his fellow cast members, Rachel John, Rachel Tucker, Cedric Neal, and Shemo Mari Jones, as well as all the musicians and the tech team that helped get the show up and running. And a special thank you to Lambert Jackson and his team for having the nous and the gumption to get this production up and running and showing how a theater can operate safely in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you to Sure Microphones for again sponsoring this episode. Thanks to you for listening to the Curtain Call Theater Podcast. 
please stay safe, everyone, as restrictions are coming into place. Continue to wash your hands, wear a mask, reach out to someone as well. Anyone, ask them how they're doing. You might just make their day. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.